What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hi, Tim. I like your sweatshirt. Thank you. Got up from Smosh. It's a YouTube company. You might have heard of them. I've heard of them once or twice. Once or twice, baby. Speaking of once or twice, the two-time key to my heart, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I think we're going to go with two-time Kind of Funny champion. Are you? Oh, yeah, I guess technically you are. Kind of funny champion. Yeah. <laughs> I am two-time, and, yeah. yeah. At this I've point, had the bill are... for about two decades. I was going to say you should have put it on the line for the, the Mario Golf thing, but I was like, oh, that's too much pressure. But, I mean, shit. We all we know don't how have, we don't have the belt. I mean, why would I put the belt on the line? Uh, for a game that I'd never played before, Tim, that's crazy. <laughs> that's it well, is against crazy. somebody who had had it for at least a year at this point. Crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been thought? talking a lot, a lot about this. We hyped it up a lot last week. Of course, we have the new face of video games, blessing Eddie Oye. I like your sweatshirt, Tim. Thank you. Got it from Smosh. It's a YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, where, or bless? What can you give everyone that that doesn't know what happened last Friday? An update on what happened from your perspective. Oh my god, yeah, from my perspective. Well, there's this video game host a lot of people know uh, as Greg Miller, aka Game Over Greggy. He hosts a few podcasts, a few shows that some people watch every now and then. And over the last few weeks, this guy, Game Over Greggy, has been talking a lot of shit. You know, he's been he's been a coming lot. through. He's been he's been laying down the smack talk. He's been talking real big about how he's gonna defeat some fools in, in a game called Mario Golf. And it's crazy because he's actually been playing the game over the last few weeks as he's had a review code, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty wild. And then this last Friday, uh, it actually went down on stream where we played some games or we played a game of Mario Golf, right? It was me. It was Greg. It was Andy Cortez. And it was Snow Michael Michael. Yeah. And uh, somebody named Greg Miller did not come out on top. <laughs> yeah. And it's wild bless because he quiet story. That, that guy, that guy, Greg, who obviously had the game for a long time only beat you by two strokes which is wild it's like, wild you yeah i thought that it would have been a blowout on you and mike's end uh who don't play a whole lot of golf games and i'm pretty familiar with a lot of golf games hold, but... hold, on, hold on i play a lot of golf games oh, i don't think really? oh, okay yeah. i'm sorry oh, i love golf i just i just i just don't play tiger woods golf all the arcade sure. golf games i do play sure okay yeah well anyway i mean yeah that guy fucking sucks so bad <laughs> and uh <laughs> was just ahead the whole time it was so like Here's the thing, Tim. It, it was just kind of a boring victory because there wasn't a whole lot of excitement. The The lead was never in danger. I was never worried at any point. It was just like, I don't know. I, it's like when a team is up by 20 in basketball and they never lose the 20-point deficit. It's like, uh, well, there's That's not the crazy a whole lot thing of excitement here. Is that it, was a slow, it was a slow burn where yeah. toward the beginning, it could have been anybody's game. And then yeah. as we got further and further... Andy just started getting more and more eagles. You make one birdies. mistake. You make one mistake against me, yeah. Tim. You're going to regret it for the rest. And of Greg your life. was making more and more pars and, and bogeys. Yeah. And it's like he you know. beat me by two strokes, but <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking concept you're saying doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know, man. I remember it differently. I remember it differently. <laughs> Thank you, blessing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you was crazy too. Check it out. YouTube.com kind of funny plays. Is that it was my first Andy had played a little bit of the game. It was my first time playing. I had like, played I, an I hour did, and a half. Let's be clear. I'd played an yeah, hour and a half. But I didn't even know the buttons. And That's I still true. almost beat Greg also. And so it's pretty wild. I also, that I, Greg. I also made a big mistake <laughs> on stream saying that like blue was like downhill, but red was whatever. Like I was just making a mistake. And then everybody in the YouTube Tim, YouTube comments, mm-hmm. Tim, are focusing on that error. Focus on the big victory, guys. Give me a fucking break. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Give the dub. You, you know expect me to get a fax right and also win? No. So no. It's, it's one, one or the other. It's one yeah. or the other. That's how hey, it works. Speaking of big events, I do want to shout out uh, right now we're on the eve uh, as we're recording this of Blessing Super Thank Fun you. Game oh. Release calendar 2021 i don't know if you guys have seen this it all kicks off tomorrow uh as of the time of recording of course we're recording this on june 29th tomorrow is june 30th that's when the first release of blessings super fun game release calendar starts with doki doki literature club plus make sure wow. you all get on that i have the schedule i'm gonna pin it on my twitter for people i thought you're gonna go up. with a different eve um you know, oh, it's also Tim's birthday. It's also Tim's oh, birthday. I thought you were yeah. parasite. I thought you were finally going to do it mm-hmm. on stream. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, but it is my birthday eve. Show some fucking respect, bless. Your birthday eve's coming in a couple days, and we yeah. will treat you like a goddamn king. 
the king that you are. But this is the kind of funny games cast. Enough about all that stuff. Actually, one more thing. Not only can you watch Greg Miller get beat on YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays, you can also watch a 20-minute video of him sitting in silence while everyone makes fun of him for how bad he lost, which is just the chat awesome. was great. The it's chat just was, fucking awesome. That was fantastic. Go so yeah, go subscribe over there. A lot of people still don't even really know the channel exists. Mm -hmm. uh, go watch the kind of funny plays channel. That's where all of our YouTube or all of our Twitch vods are put up. Uh, you can watch me destroying Greg. You can watch me and Nick doing a KFAF of ranking Arizona tees. There's all sorts of fun stuff over there. Lots of fun stuff over there. YouTube.com slash kind of funny slash kind of funny games slash kind of funny plays. It's a trifecta of fun. But this is on the games channel because this is kind of funny games cast. Each and every week we get together, talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it at the aforementioned YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or you can get it on roosterteeth.com. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch the show live as it's being recorded, and most importantly, if you want the exclusive Patreon post show, you're going to want to be on patreon.com slash Games, just like our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness, Omega3, Tyler Ross. Oh, speaking of that, Barrett, I caught up on Bad Batch. We're going to have to talk about that later. Omega. Uh, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Elliot. Thank you all so very much. Because of their support, they won't have to hear the ads that we're going to talk about later for Upstart, Credit Karma, and Freshly, but everyone else will. Uh, so until we get there, Greg, I want to I give you the floor for a second if you, if you had any... Any words you wanted to say? Because, you know, ESPN always gives everybody a chance to talk. I think. Yeah, the losers got to talk, too. I actually don't know that as a fact at all, but I assume <laughs> that would be a nice thing to do. You know, I came out, and I was overconfident. You know, mm -hmm. I thought the fact that I've beaten Andy so many times easily at everybody's golf would translate immediately to Mario's golf. But uh, as it turns out, of course, everybody's golf is an actual complex adult game that you need to think about. And Mario golf is a child's toy, a lot like Mario here, Party, where random excuses. people can just win, you know? Here come the excuses. Here come the excuses. He just asked me for the excuses. <laughs> <laughs> no, we usually like, I've been you know, sitting here for a week eating shit Andy, <laughs> quietly eating my shit what do you want me to do i love it because it's so rare that we have greg at this moment and i love that everyone's just like oh we're just gonna keep we're not gonna we're not gonna let our arm up no it's just pushing and like we just see him. he's not breaking in a real way but there's the little cracks he's <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't fucking birdie it's like oh shit oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a Greg's lot of winners and losers that we need to talk about. We need, uh, because... we need to get back out there. In the... We need no, to get I'm back down. out there. We, we were yeah, talking about everybody's golf, too. Like, and, and, and I'm not even like doing it. Andy beat way, me. He, he beat me. Don't worry. But I, everybody's golf we should get back into, too. Either way, uh, you know I'm down. You know I'm down. You say the name. Uh, like, Here's the thing. You've been playing Sea of Thieves at night a lot? I have. Chill out. All right. The high seas can wait. No, I, I want to hear all about that, Andy. We're going to on this episode. I want to save that, though. Okay? Because first and foremost, I want to talk about more winners and losers because... Of course, every year we do our E3 predictions, our patented official E3 bets and predictions oh, uh, here on Kind of Funny Games. And then the homie, C underscore Anon, over on uh, our subreddit will compile all the answers. It's a and the, the winners and losers and dole off the points and all that stuff. The problem this year and last year is that there wasn't just an E3. It's the whole summer game mess situation and stuff. But the way we did our predictions didn't doesn't have too much effect there there were we we made a lot of predictions that have already passed the date at this point there are still a couple hangers on we'll have to revisit this if there's any major game change-ups but i'm feeling like we're fairly locked in at this point so we're going to give the results so far at least talk about some of the the interesting uh interesting things before we get into that though he also combined all of our grades that we gave e3 as a whole mm. do you have do you have the link to this spirit the grades okay thank god I, it's hard to read that but uh anyways they he took all of the grades that we gave all the different showcases and then combined them to give each showcase its own grade so overall we gave e3 a c how do you guys feel about that i feel good about that i think that's accurate yeah. yeah like i I don't think this was a terrible e3 by any means i know a lot of people have like a lot of shit to say about this e3 which i think you know can be fair but for me, I got enough out of it in terms of the big guys having a lot to say in terms of Microsoft and Nintendo, them laying out what the rest of this year looks like for them and what uh, some exciting highlights for the years to come look like. You know, I got a lot. I got enough out of that. 
plus a lot of really cool under the radar low key games that uh, mm. either caught me by surprise or uh, got me more interested than I was before. Like Death Store is one that I'm definitely going to play now because of E3. And then you have games like Back for, for Blood reinforcing the fact that they're Back for Blood and I know getting us all re-excited for it, uh, along with things like Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out of nowhere that uh, I think sold a lot of us on the game that, of course, like isn't isn't necessarily the big, I guess, like, most exciting thing ever right it's not a final fantasy 7 remake it's not a kingdom hearts 3 but i think there was enough there in terms of your your tiny tinas your your elden rings and stuff like that to where it was not a bad e3 by any means i think it was it was perfectly fine i think that's a little low i would give it like a a b minus at at the lowest i know we had some real big snoozers in there but you can't let those get you down like right we can't treat cockcotch media and gearbox like the way we treat negative comments because there's plenty of other really good comments that sometimes we (laughs) scroll past because we look for the ones that are talking shit about us specifically like i i just because those were kind of snoozers i think that nintendo brought the heat i think microsoft brought the heat and uh of course we got um elden ring which blessed already mentioned but i think this would have been even higher if ea play was a part of this and if we would have like for me at least we would have gotten probably a newer look at dragon age for or maybe another hint or tease at mass the new mass effect uh i, I would give it a b minus go ahead greg miller a kind of funny world champion andy cortez the question i have <laughs> for you is this do you think that there were more lows than highs or were it was it that the lows were lower than the highs or higher do you think that's part of it because i do think it you know at this point, having the conversation in like a C sounds about right or whatever, you, we can go through obviously in Xbox and Nintendo. I think we're so fantastic, but then you do have your coach media, you do have uh, Gearbox, you do have PC gamer shit. Like I think you start getting into more and more things, even Ubisoft to an extent, right? Where it was like, Great. okay, nothing was like blowing us away. Nothing was like completely out of left field. I, I think now we just sort of know. I think this was sort of a good year to learn and know what shows to fully cover. Because we just got to understand we're not going to get bangers in every conference. We can't go to PC Gamer Show and be like, all right, let's see what sort of huge surprises they're going to be. It's going to be a lot of stuff we've already seen and stuff that will release on Steam and then never get talked about ever again. Like, that's a lot of what the PC Gamer Show was. Uh, Day of the Devs was a huge highlight for me. So that also boosts up the overall E3 for me. Um, I like Freedom Games a lot, too. I talked about that a lot in terms of some of the stuff they had. I like them putting the devs front and center, and I, I really like that dog simulator. Freedom Games. Gorilla? Or... No, no. Freedom Games. They had also, you guys, I don't know if you reacted to it. I'm, I, I have a bit you of a different perspective because I watched everything, obviously, for hosting E3. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was still big enough announcements to not feel like this is just a passing grade and it's okay. I, I mean, I, it made me excited a lot of the in a lot of the different conferences so it gets a b minus from me yeah you know, he's to it he's, we're not grading it you know he it's an average like this yeah. is what this is these are the facts here it's wrong yeah you've already wow. graded Andy. <laughs> it is what it is but yeah it's it's interesting to look at it that uh the one a plus with microsoft and bethesda and two f's both uh Koch gearbox. and gearbox because we got we got to weigh them they need to be weighted you know? But see the problem. See, and I don't. I don't want to go on too long about this. But my thing is, I agree with you. They need to be weighted. But I think that there's a lot of the what we're seeing here is we're being weighted down a lot by the Ubisofts and Capcom and, and Gearbox, yeah. and Gearboxes that are like those should be higher. You know what I mean? Whereas like a lot of the indie ones getting the A's and B pluses, it's like, hey, shout out to them. That's fantastic. Those shouldn't exist. (laughs) Like, (laughs) just but the thing is, they do though, and that's why I think E3 overall gets a C because they do exist. And you saying, oh, now we know what not to react to with the way E3 is being presented. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to just doing the the banger ones, just because it is just one long thing that we're doing. There's like fun to be had even just hanging out even if we exactly. are just talking shit mm-hmm. about it right like this year i think it more than anything it turned into just us being the the, the you know the just fun exhausted part. on it, camera it's bad <laughs> or or exhausted depending on how you want to look at it but um anyways moving on to the predictions here um currently the one major because this ain't over moment. everybody this ain't right. over this ain't this over. isn't this ain't over like the games cast league that i've already won thank you very much oh thank you've not already won that 
It's over. Oh, I'm funny, on your I might have a comeback. You know what I mean? I don't okay, know. Tim. You're, you, I don't you're know. not even I've, in. You're already Tim, playing for 2022. I love your enthusiasm, Tim, right? and I told you not to draft Gotham Knights, and then a lot of other games you shouldn't have drafted on there, but you know what? I love your enthusiasm for hype. Do I just <laughs> get this <laughs> list for next year, though? Is that how that works? No, no. You have no, to you got to redraft everything. Right. Definitely.com slash games. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. If, you a, if your list was a 2022 list, oh, you would have won. <laughs> exactly. You'd be in a great exactly. place. But, uh, yeah, but Greg, uh, Mario Golf is the thing that kind of has me uh, ha- having a lot of hope over here. Because I don't know if you've seen those reviews. I put up four points. I put up four in points. Your favor. In yeah. Don't worry. You'll, you're going to have one of those. You'll have one of those in there. We'll see. So I mean, No More Heroes 3. Is uh, a bet has already been lost by Greg Miller. Because Greg Outrageous. Miller Greg now lose. owes Andy Cortez a pizza. Not only was he beaten golf, he now has to buy this young man a pizza. Why? Andy versus Greg. Does the Switch Pro get announced before E3? Andy says no. Greg says yes. So mm, eat it while I'm eating that pizza, Greg. All right, just let me know when you want the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Greg's week, man. Uh, but... Greg's life. <laughs> <laughs> then moving on, the scores after E3 so far. Coming in in fourth and last place is I, Tim Geddes, with 1.6. Shut the fuck you remember, up. I had a lot of wild predictions this year, but 1.6. That's not an excuse. I like to play this. Game I had a lot. You had a lot of wild ones, Tim. I had a lot of uninformed <laughs> predictions. <laughs> the Andy Cortez way. Uh, coming in at third, we have Greg Miller with two points. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, wow. Yeah. Remember, it's a long, I'm playing the long game here. There's a whole season of predictions still happening here. Don't worry about it. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, don't, like uh, don't forget. Yeah. Don't worry, bless Once Gamescom is over, that's when that's when we got to actually Opening kinda... Night Live. Yeah, Opening Night Live. Yeah. Yes. What's that, October yeah. or August? Or what is it? That's so, August. It's, it's always August. It's like August 24th. August. Yeah. August 24th. So, coming in 40. second place with 2.5 points. Andy Cortez, which makes the current number one blessing. Stop doubting me, people. (laughs) 2.8 points. You are 0.3 above Andy, dude. (laughs) It is anyone's game at this point, except probably not mine, but it is (laughs) is any of your games, which is very exciting stuff. Um, As a bonus prediction on Kind of Funny Games Daily, Blessing predicted that 15 to 20% of games cast predictions would be correct. Currently, it's already at 22.5%. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, I am flabbergasted. I would have, as we sat there through E3, I felt like I was just like, oh, there's another one wrong for me. And I just kept on counting them down. So I, like, did not expect to be anywhere close to third place. <laughs> well, you got a couple <laughs> solid ones based on, like, opposing predictions. And you just took the other side, uh, like the controller ID thing. You're mm. like, there will be control ID. It will not be elite. And so you won. So you get that full gamer. last point. Mm-hmm. Gamer. Pro gamer right there. Uh, but Greg made a prediction that The Rock will be revealed uh, as the foundation with the new season, with movie times and all this stuff. Uh, but he did make a specific date prediction there of June 7th. So that didn't happen. He could still get partial credit, though, if it ends up happening uh, before. You <laughs> know, well. Uh, some other interesting things here are the deep dive of Everwild. That I said y'all motherfuckers were crazy for. Uh, that wasn't there, but Very could crazy. be shown later at some point. I still don't think it's going to. Oh, it's definitely uh, not now. Dude, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Blessing got a point for uh, the announcement of Final Fantasy Origin. And uh, yeah, he said no release date with the demo for the summer. It was released. We got the demo right there. So, hell yeah. Boom. And then I got one for Outer Worlds 2 being announced oh wow which which really still shocks about, me that was a really, really good, good guess about. then um blessing got confirmed no for the devil may cry anime trailer but we got some dope shit instead of that uh now here's one that i want to contest oh, and at no, this no, point you can't you've, you've given point, you've given your credit you said <laughs> this is the thing you said you know what c underscore anon this is all you at this point, I, I want to. I feel bad because I don't want to just keep bringing Greg Miller down. But here we go. Greg Miller got a point for not a fucking peep about Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake. We got one. That's we true. got a peep. I'm saying it's not the peep be saying there, there wouldn't a be a peep. peep. Huh? The peep saying there wouldn't be a peep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, a peep is like them bringing the game up as existing. No, no, a peep was saying anything about a release date, any kind of play through, any no. kind of trailer, any well, kind of oh, you would have had to been specific about that, Greg. They did technically make a peep, but either way, either way, I'm just saying. Beep. The I'll point's the point. You can't job. argue with the point. We don't have we we don't have edit access to this Google Doc we're all looking at. I think like that actually, should be a half point. I, should, I, I think that should be a half point. Yeah. Well, yeah. good thing you're not grading any. You know what I mean? You could have graded it, but you didn't do it. What does the P pariah say? The P pariah says half a point. Sorry, Greg. I also have another point of contention. Andy got a point for saying not a peep about Beyond Good and Evil at Ubisoft Forward. But he kept saying, and we'll all say, where's Beyond Good and Evil at the same time? We didn't do that, everybody. No, I think we did. Didn't we? I think we, we all yeah, said we it at the same time. We all did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually did, all did. It up. Only <laughs> because I mentioned it. <laughs> counts, that counts. He got you. <laughs> there we fucking go. Uh, but that, yeah, moving on. Just all, all pretty pretty normal stuff the elden ring trailer and all that but andy got 0.5 there because he said it was coming in october but it is actually going to be uh next year in january can you imagine though i think october is a better date i should get more points for that no man october's insane i don't know if you've seen blessings super fun uh summer 2021 game release my my computer crashed trying to open up that file (laughs) october's crazy though if you're able to open it you'd see um yeah so it's so a lot of interesting things there you can go check out the doc on our subreddit i'm also going to leave a description or a link in the description below thank you so much cnon for for doing this every year we really appreciate it it's a lot of fun keep it updated we'll keep checking in and see if greg miller can make the comeback of a century with, with some uh some of his greg miller patented gold already dominating games cast league don't worry about it it'll be fine that's all we need yeah just needs to win yeah, one thing. I'm, I'm on your ass in that league Whatever, Another one release Horizon. Horizon ain't coming this year, you coward. Yeah, but they're going to announce that it doesn't have a release date, then I can finally drop it and just get something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Another note is that none of our Get Hyped modifiers have come true yet, and that also all of the post-show just leftover predictions we made, uh, none of them would have been scored so far because that we predicted stuff that wouldn't have happened yet. So, okay. go. I think I think one of my Get Hyped modifiers was that the for the final fantasy origin stranger of paradise game it would get revealed and after after we get the demo you would get previews written up saying that this was the elden ring killer and i'm gonna go ahead and say that that's not gonna happen um <laughs> <laughs> uh, andy i want to talk about some video games i want you okay. to tell me about this lego builder's journey because I saw a clip oh, that you posted of, it, of you tearing up. Everybody's crying out here playing this game. Fucking oh, ray, the ray tracing was just too much for your, your little eyes to handle. And I feel you because what the hell? This game is beautiful. But what is it? Um, so I didn't know that it existed until I think I saw Jeff Grubb tweet about it. And um, Lego Builder's Journey came out on iOS and Mac in 2019. And it was just sort of only a game you could play there. But recently, it had a re-release on Switch. They ported it to Switch and PC, I believe. I think those are the only two platforms. But on PC, you get full ray tracing. <coughs> carrot in my throat. Too much carrots. I knew you. I knew. He said, Andy, tell me about some video games. You were just taking a bite out of that big orange beast. And now you got the little chunks back there. <laughs> like barnacles on the back of your throat. I hate it. <coughs> yeah, carrot in my throat. Um, it is full ray tracing. DLSS is in there. Um, I had a carrot in my throat. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. I had a carrot. It's just a little crump. Bear, get the vacuum cleaner and go in there. <laughs> the problem is, is when you breathe. Vacuum cleaner. Why do I do the vacuum too cleaner? You to can't do a Heimlich kind of CPR. piece of carrot. Baby little pieces mm-hmm. of carrot. Mm-hmm. Just, so, just, yeah, just, just shove the, the tube thing down his throat. Yep. Suck it yeah. up. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. I got a carrot in my throat. Right. It's in the wrong Andy, pipe. Andy, you need to hold on for like a couple minutes before I come save you because the fridge is coming in. And I, like, I, I'm pretty sure we're separated right now. You know what fucked me up a few weeks ago? You remember the hot sauce that we got from Outriders? Sure. That was like the really, really hot hot sauce. Yeah. I started eating that casually with some wings <laughs> a few weeks ago. And similarly, it went down the wrong pipe. And I thought I was going to die. I have never, I have never choked and have had that much chest pain ever uh, while eating in my life. I was on the floor dying. Okay, I feel, I think I feel better now. I'm glad you survived the blessing. Um, So, Lego Builder's Journey. It's it was uh, developed by Lightbrick Studio, and they are part of just the Lego kind of in-house whatever the hell they do. And I didn't know what I was getting into. It's a puzzle game. Every little scene is its own level. 
And as you go through it, it is sort of telling this really cool, interesting story that you just would not expect. I, I didn't know really what I was getting into. And 10 minutes in, I've got tears in my eyes because that title card hits and it's just it's beautiful. And it is a lovely story about a parent and their son or daughter. And you are kind of uh, having this neat little campfire journey. And then the dad kind of has to go to work and the kid is all sad. And then the kid makes his own fun. Uh, but you see sort of the monotony of the dad's job. <clears throat> and then you see the kid. Got, care, Don't get choked up now. Don't get choked up now. <laughs> I'm getting so emotional, everybody. Sorry. Take a swig of my Mountain Dew. Um, but yeah, so the, the it's only about two and a half hours, three hours. And I highly recommend it to anybody who has the means of playing it. Obviously on Switch... It's going to look the way it's going to look on Switch. But on PC, it is stunning. Like, I, I carried him. Th- <coughs> had a carried him. Th- Do you need to I go, imagine you go to the for a bit? We can talk about another game. You can come back to this. I think I'm done every time. And then uh, the no. carriage just kind of resurfaces. Pizza from behind I, my uvula. Or what's it called back there? Nope. Oh, no, it, right? no, no. The, the uh, dingly thing at the back of your throat. Yeah, uh, uvula. Did you think I was saying vulva, Greg? Well, that's got a V in it. You know, <clears throat> uvula. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think I paid like, I think it's maybe twenty dollars. I bought it on Steam. Um, it, again, if you have a decent machine that is capable of running D, uh, ray tracing. Now, granted, there is DLSS, so if you want to experience all the beautiful visuals without taxing your c- computer like crazy, definitely check that out. Again, Tim, I think you need to play it. I, you have I'm a PC that can do this. And it's only two to three hours. Like, this looks awesome. I'm, I'm pretty stupid at, at uh, puzzle games. And after I went back and kind of watched through my playthrough, it was so obvious the stuff that I was missing just because it was, I decided to play it like at one in the morning. Um, so it, you could probably get it done in around two. It took me about three because I'm just stupid. But um, it's fantastic. Yeah. It is adorable. And uh, again, it's it's just stunning to look at, dude. You can't believe that it's, real with what you're looking at um gamers i highly recommend you check it out because uh youtube videos won't do it justice like it just yeah, this is what i'm showing here like uh like i've seen screenshots and shit and it's like the the video that we're showing right now is like not even close to showing how pretty yeah. It is. Really. yeah and like the video you're showing looks really beautiful like just still the video ridiculous. i was like this looks awesome it still looks great but if you could play it at a much higher resolution and uh, you're playing it natively please do so because it is fantastic and emotional and really cool and just creative as hell. And I, something I did not expect again, it was Jeff Grubb's tweet that kind of uh, pointed me to it. And after Googling, it's only two to three hours. I was like, fuck it. I got to try this out. So Apple really cool, too. really cool tech demo also for your, just for your computer. I'm What'd just so say, happy this type of game exists. Grace at Apple arcade. Oh yeah. Well. Apple arcade, Apple arcade and iOS is where it first came out on in, in 2019. But the ports just came out, I believe, two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Daniel Dwyer crying as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it makes sense, man. Like, this looks, I love the idea of a story. There's no dialogue, right? It's just. No dialogue. The music's fantastic. Get. It's got its own little soundtrack. Uh, it's up on Spotify as well. But it has a very kind of very mellowed out uh, soundtrack with all the nice little ASMR clicks and, and all the Lego pieces hitting sure, each other. Sure. and. It, it's it's so delightful. It could be like a short Pixar movie. It's really damn good. Yeah, Sounds that's good. actually what I get the vibe from. I get like kind of Pixar meets Captain Toad, Treasure mm-hmm. Tracker a little bit. Did you have you played that, Andy? No, I have not. You got a carrot in your throat? Yeah, oh, I was gonna yeah. say Jesus Christ. Did Andy <laughs> send the carrot over to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't play uh, Captain Toad. I didn't didn't have a Wii U at the time, and now it's on Switch, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I I never picked it up. No, I again. I only got this because it is as short as it is. And I said, hey, you know what? Fuck it. If I only have to do puzzles for two and a half hours, somebody who isn't into puzzles, I'll, I'll go ahead and check it out. But um, yeah, I think you would really enjoy it, Tim, for sure. Yeah, I'm 100% playing. Like, make Gia awesome. sit down there with you. She will cry, dude. Like, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really Torture cool. her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Greg, I want to let you get off the bench. You haven't talked about Sea of Thieves. I know you've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. And I, I want to hear all about it. But before you tell me about it, you let me tell you about our sponsor. 
This podcast is brought to you by Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help get you ahead. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer you smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. I've talked about it a million times, you know, but Upstart would have helped me when I moved to SF. Had to take out a personal loan a long, long time ago, and they did not look at my employment or history. I got a bad rate. This would have been beneficial for me. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kinda funny. That's all one word. That's upstart.com slash kinda funny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. Our next sponsor is Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items of up to $5,000. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And our final sponsor of the day, ladies and gentlemen, why it's freshly, we're all trying to get in shape and eat right freshly can help their delicious meals are designed by nutritionists and cooked by chefs making it easier to eat better freshly offers chef made nutrient packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door no cooking required grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain especially right now and with freshly you don't have to your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Uh, real quick, uh, I bought this for my father. Uh, his birthday came around, and he works uh, on a construction site and comes home, and the last thing I think he wants to do is cook and get into all that stuff. So I bought him a Freshly subscription. Every week, I pick the meals he gets. He gets a box of six delicious meals delivered to his door. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash kinda. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to freshly.com slash kinda for $40 off your first two orders. That's freshly.com slash kinda for $40 off your first two orders. Fantastic save there, Greg. Fantastic. That was good. <laughs> oh, I wasn't Go going it. to. I know. I know. Oh, okay. 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 Hit me with it. See you, Thieves. You're playing. You got your Motley crew. You're on the, the seven seas. The high seas. How oh, into okay. Sea of Thieves am I, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. You might be saying, Greg, how how much could it go? I went and got the damn Xbox headset, all right? Whoa, so I could oh, actually wow. do Discord and listen to the game uh, from the couch, all right? Because I, I streamed it the other day. I did a, a rare uh, nightly stream on Saturday where I played some with uh, Devolver like by Rare. And Fran Mirabella. What, to Devolver better? No, he's said Devolver by Rare. Devolver by Rare. Oh, he yeah, said you had a rare night. I see you today. I see you today. Uh, because I wanted to be able to talk and not have to drag my computer over there and do a bunch of other different stuff or whatever. Uh, sea of Thieves caught me totally off guard. Uh, obviously, you know, a game we've heard about for years and years and years and years now. But I remember when it originally came out, when it originally dropped, and having a conversation with people of like, okay, cool, like, is what is this game? And people are like, oh, you know, content light right now. You're just running around doing this thing. There's no progression system, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, well, clearly not for me then and, and bounced without ever having anything to do with it. Never even, well, if you remember, we were going to do a, a long time ago, we we're going to do a party mode, Andy. And we had yep. everything, Kevin set everything up for about two hours. We had pirate costumes we had ordered. We were sitting there ready for anything to go. And of course, uh, we got to the final moment to go. They looked at uh, your Xbox for some reason and it didn't have the right thing. And we just said, well, all right, fine, there was, I'm not doing this. Yeah, one of the xboxes was not set to the correct wi-fi so the update had never started <laughs> and it was so sad it was so sad exactly now hold on one second jen come here say hi to andy just just talk well here just talk to him over there for two seconds just say, 
Oh, no. oh my god, we just need to pay the repairman. Take the shovel! <laughs> <laughs> I had requested Jen come take Portillo, and she came down and then just stood there, and I was like, this isn't the right thing. Was that what I asked? <laughs> well, he's trying to break his legs. Hey, so repairman. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, you know, we had tried to do it there and never did it and moved on with life and never thought about it. And I know uh, uh, there are kind of funny best friends who work at Rare. Hello. And I know at E3's past when they were at the Microsoft Theater, me and Tim were waiting in line for Battletoads. And they were coming. They came over to me and were like, oh, my God. Hey, we love the shows. Yeah, yeah. Can you come play? And we're like, we'll try to. We're on a schedule. And we never and like, did. Fuck no. We love PlayStation. Yeah, fuck off, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, it makes me sick to my fucking stomach <laughs> to be sitting here right now. Right? <laughs> your Xbox stink off me. Uh Never made it back, yada, yada, yada. And so watching E3, uh, there is a genuine excitement uh, in my eyes, I feel, when I realize it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, not that I'm the biggest Pirates fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I just thought it was a cool crossover. And then to see what they were doing with it seemed really rad, and it was that fire lit under me of like, all right, cool, I really want to play this. I really want to see what this is all about. And so, you know, had downloaded it, was ready to go, and when it dropped, you know, I jumped in there with Snowbike Mike and... I have fallen in love with Sea of Thieves. Like I, it's always uh, on the forefront of what I want to play, what I want to do. It's not just the pirate stuff. Uh, you know, the first night me and Mike played, it was, uh, you know, us, he was streaming on his end. We, I was running through doing all stuff. We were doing the actual Pirates of the Caribbean stuff of, you know, the first tall tale, the first like narrative driven thing. And what I, and, and that Let's Play team, what I keep talking about. And if you didn't know, we did an interview with the devs over on the Xcast on Saturday. You should check out. But, the conversation I kept having was very much around the fact that they were, I, I, I don't know if I've ever played a video game that nailed the aesthetic of a real life thing like this, where that opening tall tale is so the start of Pirates of Ca the Caribbean, the ride. And it is that idea of like, you, you, Tim, you know me pretty well and you know what I'm an expert at and what I'm not an expert at. And Crying I think on I, that ride. Definitely. I want that for sure. I have scarred memories of it terrifying me, but then you've taken me twice as an adult and I've had a pretty good time. You, both you survived. Times. Shit your pants. Yeah, I've survived. Time. Yeah. I've survived, but I meant <laughs> more the way that I am usually you, you're the sound guy and mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're the one who catches this reference or this little thing or this sound cue or whatever. And while Mike and I were playing an on stream, talking to each other, I was stopping him there and being like, dude, holy shit. This sounds like the ride. Like, the way they're using waterfall noises and dripping, it sounds like we're in the cavern, right? And even the start of it, the first time as you go between the worlds, is so slow. It's very much like that beginning of the game. And then, you of course, people they eating the, off to the right side. Yeah, some there's some kid crying for no reason. Yeah. Smells there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's but there's like you know the dead man the dead dead men tell no tales like that gets said a couple different times but they have the original audio and you know doing the x cast uh, with rare they were talking about how you know they actually went back and they used the original sounds but then for the sounds they created they actually went and used the you know disney lot 1968 microphones to get the same so sound rad. throughout to make it all like do. and so there's that level of detail to it that's super enjoyable. Later on in some of the other tall tales, it's still there too. And like where like there's one part where it was uh, when it was me, Mike, and Fran running around one of the tall tales, it was like, oh, I was explaining to them like, oh, this is that you know the the girl who was originally being sold, but now she's you know the pirate in charge of everything like that. They're making reference to that. And they do a whole bunch of cool stuff like that, right? All that I was impressed with the Disney part of it and what they were doing, but playing the pirates part of it right and just jumping into it isn't at the same as playing sea of thieves the base game right and you know me and mike running around or whatever so the next day when we went and streamed it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games which you can now get on youtube.com slash kind of funny games is the 17 minute clip by roger and then the full-blown thing on kind of funny plays it was the oh my god i get what this game is finally because when i stopped playing the pirate stuff and went to bed i i was thinking about it and it was a thing of i'm having fun but i still don't know what the objective of this game is i still don't know what i'm doing in this game and so when i started with mike the next day and we were talking about it i was bringing up the fact of like you know i find it jarring that there's no hud in the game like there really isn't there there's like a little health bar right but there's not the compass at the top the waypoint telling me to go over there, the quest log on the side of the screen, right? It is very much you in the world, you talking to your friends or whatever. And Michael's like, oh, it's kind of by design, blah, blah, blah. And so it was that, you know, and I love all the comments that have been like, Mike's like your fun uncle. And like, as long as you're having fun, little Greggy, because it is Mike putting me into situations and then giving me that little nudge to make the discovery on my own. So it was, you know, like, 
we got in there and it's like, all right, cool. Like I had gotten a treasure map and I looked at the map and, you know, it shows you an island with a big an X on where the treasure is buried. But then it's like, okay, cool. I'm like, it doesn't fill out the map, the compass. It doesn't fill out an on-screen map. Where do I need to go? And Mike's like, well, go to the big map. And I go to the big map, right? And I have a giant map of the area we're in of the ocean. And so then it's about zooming in and finding on that map the map I have. I have the little map. Where is the island that matches that? All right, there it is. Put a circle around it. And even when you circle it, Tim, it again doesn't throw up on the sea a giant gold pillar. It circles it, and you know that it's southwest of where you are now. So you start sailing, and then you need to go look over the side to look down at the map to be like, all right, cool, hold on. We need to go this way, that way. And so like when it was me, Mike, and Kevin playing or when it was us and Fran, it was very much like I'm working the the wheel – Fran's calling out, you know, if I need to go southwest or whatever. Somehow I missed that. I don't know Um, how I missed that 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 detail. Oh yeah, I think we need to go all in. I think it's maybe it's northeast. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Turn, turn, Greg. You got to turn, and he'd be like, "You got to turn port." I'm like, Fran, just call it (laughs) right or left (laughs) for this. Help me out. Wait, but still, it, it, a question I have about the map thing, though. So you're yeah. saying that there's no HUD elements. It's not telling you exactly where to go. Is it telling you though? If you look at your map, you are here. No. When you look at the big map, like it'll have like where you are. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, it does. It does. It does. It shows you on the thing on the treasure map. It wouldn't. On the big map, you see your ship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. And so that's like, how that sounds like crazy. A navig- somebody's like, navigating off of that, letting you know where you're going or whatever, right? But it's. Part of, part of that's the discovery of it, right? Because And then, you know, when we got to the island and I went over there and I pulled out my shovel and I dug into the ground and I heard the thunk of the treasure chest and I did it and pulled it up and then I run it back to the ship and then you got to take it from the, your ship back to a port to drop it off and you can get attacked and people can take it. And on top of that, if you're getting attacked or more likely with us, you run into the rocks, right? You go into the hull of your ship and there's holes and there's water pouring in. So you have to go to the the barrel full of wood, Tim, and you get the two by fours and you come over and you nail them onto the hole. Then you have to take out your bucket and scoop up the water and throw it over the side. And it was like, there are all these different little systems that come into play to give it th- this game of such a unique feeling. Andy Cortez, number one. Are, are you getting shit on by other players in the world? Yes. Um, not all the time by any stretch of the imagination, but I have had, you know, I, I, I people that say, you know, I'm not usually the multiplayer guy and I know that's fishy these days, but I still, I'm not usually drawn to the, oh man, I, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm playing with other people. Uh, when it's been me, Mike and a crew, we're a big ship and usually we're fine and we're not getting into trouble. I've played solo a few times and two of those times ended with me yeah, getting just dominated where I had a bunch of skulls for these. these uh, <laughs> I had killed the pirates. I had done the bounty. I'd gotten the reward for it already. But then on top of that, you can scoop up their skulls and go back and sell them to get even more gold, even more reputation. And so I had a, you know, my uh, my captain's quarters with like three skulls in them and I was taking them back to port. And as I was on approach, I was coming in and I was like, all right, finally here. And again, like it takes a while to sail. It's it, you, Tim, it's Wind Waker kind of sailing where it's, you know what I mean? Like you're out of the seas for a while because it is first off beautiful and it is so much fun to do. At one point I'd gotten lost in a storm and my, like when you're doing it, there's a compass down here on your, uh, on, on the side of your wheel. And when you're in the storm, the boat's spinning around and the compass is just out of control spinning. And it was like trying to orient myself and not get slammed in the rocks figure. I was going, it was great. Anyways. I'm coming into port on this one, and as I'm coming up, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. I've never seen green fireworks before. They're firing green fireworks. And then I was like, oh, no, they're not firing green fireworks. They have the Atlantean trident weapon that I hadn't even met yet. They were firing it at me. You know, they fucking killed me. They took over the ship. They went and got the skulls. I respawned on the ship. They were still there. They killed me again. The ship sinking. I respawned back on the ship. Killed me again. It was like, all right. And it's not even trolling. Like, the game is sea of thieves it's meant to be a bunch of pirates and you know what i love about coming into a game that's this established and has this kind of player base already uh on saturday of this past weekend they put up a tweet and it was like hey a lot of new a lot of new players are you know pulling up their anchors this uh uh, weekend like what advice do you have and as a new player i went through and read a whole bunch of it because it was legitimate advice it wasn't just yelling about content like the avengers tweets usually are and it it was (laughs) exactly a different audience for sure but one of the kids put in there like uh you know it's not about gold it's about glory and so like you know you have to embrace the fact that you're gonna get 
sandbag. You're going to get attacked. You're going to get get out foxed on the seas. And so I would tell that person, chill out. Okay, it's just a it's just a game. All right, relax. Well, sure, but I mean that that's how it felt of just a game of like, cool. I lost the skulls, but I would you know what I lost three hundred gold per skull. Like it's not the end of the world. And it is that idea of it gave me a story to tell. The whole game is designed to be water cooler moments it's meant to be you have all these different sandbox elements that you come together and they happen out there in real time and then you have something about it so like you know when kevin joined us via the cloud and got on there and then like it's in roger's breakout video of kevin or no it's not actually i almost run into in the breakout video i almost run into the rocks when kevin's telling me about it and another time i totally ignore kevin and he's like rocks rocks just smash into it the ship's all fucked up you know what i mean like it is about it, it is very much the you know the real <laughs> funny how pirates hunt treasure right when the real treasure was the time they spent with each other along the way like it was so it is so that and it is so like it is fun to play alone you know the other time i played alone it was a similar experience where i was like i had a i was having a couple hours of just you know running missions doing gold whatever and then yeah on approach of another island another ship came up and it was the same thing of like you know I see something on the horizon. I break out my little spyglass. I look across the thing. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> and sure as shit, these guys are coming <laughs> right at me. Like, eh. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> you know, there's a moment in my smaller ship of do I, you know, try to run to the island? Do I try to outmaneuver them? I tried to outmaneuver them. They blew me out of the water. No. But that's you, you never know, had your car. You never had your boat. Never, never, never had, had my boat. boat. I never had my boat. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's this uh, really both. It's I mean, it's super relaxing because it is. I mean, at its core, I was trying to explain it to Jen, right? And of course, you know, Jen helps make games. So she, when I was like, there's no progression system. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're not leveling up. It's not, I'm, when I lose to someone against the boat, it's not that they're, you know, they're level 100 and I'm level two. That doesn't exist. They have the same weapons and stuff I do. They just know tactics better. They, there's three of them. Two of them are manning cannons while I'm trying to keep the boat straight and also get to my cannons to shoot them and stuff like that. Like, Wait, there's not even like an upgrade of, of weapons where maybe they have, no, it's like all maybe you just have a stupid little pistol, but they have like cool. The thing, the, the like Atlantean thing I talked about is the is the most, uh, from what I understand and what Mike had mentioned. Uh, it like now that the Dead Man's Quest or the um, Pirates Life stuff is happening, like sometimes you can run into the Mur people to get that thing to have that thing, but that's not like by design. Most of the time, it is that you just have. We all have the same. You know, you have a choice between a sniper rifle, a, a pistol, a musket, a musket, your uh, sword or whatever, and then any change to them is just cosmetic in terms of what it is. So that's not the only pirate game you've been playing, though, Greg. What do you want to tell us about Overboard? Sure. Overboard, not a pirate game. Uh, it is a game oh. on the water, though. I said nautical, Greggy. I didn't say pirate. Oh, I've, I've had a it. nautical time. Mm. Uh, in the lead up to E3, I said, hey, uh, what are some good Switch games to load up on uh, to have for this trip to LA and to be on set and do stuff? And a lot of people called out Overboard. Uh, I think Barrett has trailers for it. If you're not familiar, though, the idea here is, as you see it now, uh, this adventure strategy game. But I, I describe it as a narrative roguelike where the idea here is that the game starts the same way every time you're this woman in red right uh you are you've murdered your husband and now you have to get away with it and you're on a ship and there's all these different characters there and so you play i think they developers have talked about it inkle is their developer name right yeah inkle they've talked about it on their official pages and stuff but they say it's like 30 45 minutes for a game or whatever but the idea is that in the game everything has a currency to it of time and so you wake up and it's like there's a million different ways it can go or whatever but you wake up in your room you've killed your husband and some one of the stewards is knocking on your door and so it's like do you ignore it do you talk to him if you talk to him <laughs> what is this overboard trailer <laughs> no if you talk right? to him right what are you going to do with this information are they remaking overboard from the goldie hawn movie greg miller what if i told you they remade overboard like oh, they already, they already remade overboard 2018 baby wow. 2018 oh wow i gotta watch the remake of overboard it's got anna faris in <laughs> anna it faris. okay cool Aaron, you can bring back the game now you can bring it anyways Thank though you. like the idea is that you know you'll do this playthrough and you get to the end and there's you know the giant meeting of all the guests on the ship and the you know the petty officer or whatever and you know did you get away with it did you pin it on somebody else uh are they even aware you're a part of it right and what'll happen is like you know my first playthrough uh one of the guys had found my diamond earrings on the the deck in the morning and so that was like a, a key piece of information that when i denied killing my husband they were like no no he went overboard and we have this thing we know you were there why are you lying about it and they were able to you know trace it back to this other lie right so when i started the next time when when the game when it ended and i, I went to jail or whatever when the next gameplay ended right i beeline from my 
room up to the deck. So I, you know, I spent the first 15 minutes in quotes of the game, right. Or of, of the time of being on the ship rather than talking to the steward, I cut him off really quick or whatever, ran upstairs, got the earring. And then when I ran into the guy, he hadn't found the earring. So I was able to talk my way out of that, but that caught that burned the amount of time for me to meet this other character at her room. And so since I couldn't do that, I couldn't have the same conversation. So it's like you, play it over and over again and you keep finding different ways to go and the game keeps upping the ante where i the first that you know third the second time i got out of being going to prison or whatever i got out of being the murderer and i was like all right a perfect crime but it ends and it's like well it would have been you know this is good but what if you had like you know put her in jail what if you had pinned the murder on her what if you had done this you still didn't get the money and it's like oh shit so it's like as you go you start figuring out the golden it's golden path of what is going to get me out of here with the life insurance, get somebody else caught charged for the crime and get me to freedom. Right. And you start learning like, you know, a character that you thought was being flirty for no reason. Right. It turns out maybe you have a relationship with that person. You didn't know it yet. Right. Like all these different story narrative threads start getting pulled on if you tug on them. So it's this really fascinating idea of playing through this game with the objective of, okay, cool. How do I get out of, you know, get, how do I get away with murder? But also then, wait, what is this? Per like, you, you don't even meet all the characters in your first couple playthroughs. You need to go out of your way and meet them at certain rooms at certain times to do that. And you piece that together, obviously, by what people say. Or you have to, like, you're keeping track and keeping notes of what's going on. Is it different every time you play? Like, when you go back in, do they just rearrange all the characters and what the stories are? No, the stories are all the same. But it's, okay. it's more about you than knowing, like, okay, you can start using that information for you, right? Of, like... Oh, I like you'll be like, oh, well, no, I, I I don't know. He just went to breakfast and the guy will be like, I've been at breakfast all day. Like there was nobody ever came in. You're like, oh, don't say that next time. Right. You start using second that kind breakfast. Of gotcha. Yeah, second breakfast. D right. Did you do you feel like you've hit sort of all of the end game like scenarios or do you know if you've hit a lot of the possibilities there? Or do I you mean, think I, I have not spent shit? hours and hours with it. I probably oh, done okay. three or four playthroughs, five maybe with the trip back or whatever. It's more of just this thing of like, it being an ingenious concept, I think, and a really cool way to play it. How long does it take for each little? They say thirty to forty-five. I think it really depends on what you're trying to do. Because uh, I was doing some of the, you know, kind of like in Returnal, where you're like, I just want to grind out this one thing, or I just want to get this one thing. Like, start setting smaller goals. It was more like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I just, I'm gonna focus all my stuff on this, and it, this mm. is not going to be a playthrough where I try to actually get away with murder. I'm gonna instead try to figure out what is going on in this one room with this one guy. Damn, that sounds like kind of what you're supposed to do in Deathloop. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, going out and like really concentrating on maybe just one person for this one run or not run. I know it's not a roguelite, but concentrate on that little mystery to sort of get information that you've been missing for the last two playthroughs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. And the Seems art cool. style does not look like it is that vibe at all. Yeah, <laughs> it no, looks no, like the art style is very, you know, cartoony, but it's got that like, I like it. it's got that like, uh, noir film like 50s flair to it or whatever it doesn't not the filter of noir but like her big hat her big dress right this idea like it seems it feels and even with the spinning newspaper that opens every time that kind of gives you an update of what's going on like it feels like it's giving you that like you know serial drama kind of thing i could get uh, i could see like a community college pamphlet in that art style where they're sure. like come come here and be a part of this and it's just like it's always very multicultural because they want they want to be like hey we have everybody here this is community college man and it's community always that sort of art side it's either that or like medicine or insurance mm -hmm. one of those two checking the cash mm -hmm. checking the cash i don't want to go on too long about this but i feel like i have to i got it everybody tony has mm. it i wanted to on yeah. the nintendo switch and honestly all i really have to say about this is i am utterly shocked at how high quality this switch port is it freaking works obviously the graphics are not 4k they're barely 720 everything is toned down the textures do not look great because it is a switch game it sure. runs like a fucking dream they're wow. sticking they're sticking to 30 frames per second which is extremely hard to get used to after playing 60 for a year at this point but it fucking works and if you just played this as your first time it's fantastic super high quality game highly recommend people uh, give it a shot and it being on the switch there's the pros and cons right like obviously i'd prefer 60 frames obviously i prefer all the hd and all that stuff uh but the portability i can't argue with that this is going to be something that i'm playing that i'm just going to have in my switch pack for the rest of my life have I'm it on the airport and like do a couple out. runs and shit like yeah that's exactly great. You know, I, I love it. Uh, it's a little not great when you're on the, the Joy-Con. That's the Joy-Con's fault, though, just with how the buttons work. But getting a Pro Controller, it's like 
super fantastic. And honestly, any controller besides the Joy-Cons uh, has been great. Um, the loading is a little slower than I've been used to on the PS5, but I've been playing the hell out of this game on the PlayStation 5 upgrade version. Yes. I have that as well. God, he's got the box copy of that too. Yeah, after already playing. This guy's unstoppable. Oh my God, the PS4 too. <laughs> I need to support them even though they're dead. Some uh, Janet Garcia level of visual gags. But uh, but, but playing, playing through them, you know, it's like I've seen the enhancements and being so used to everything. They're not being loading in the PS5 version and it's just running so buttery, buttery smooth. To play this, I was kind of like, oh, what are we going to get ourselves into? And I'm like, holy shit, this is hella good. So shout out to them, man. Their Crash 4 uh, Switch port was great too. Uh, the Insanity Crash uh, Team Racing and all the all the ports that Activision's been doing on the Switch, I've been really impressed by. I'm easily most impressed by this one, though, and I definitely think it's something you guys should check out. Bless, did you get a chance to play at all? No, I've not booted it up yet. I want to because, yeah, I, when, I, when it came out on PS4, I played the hell out of it, but I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 specifically because that's the one I have the most nostalgia for between 1 and 2. Um, but I haven't revisited 1 in forever, and so I think the Switch version is actually the one I'm going to go to uh, in order to play through 1. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah. The, the one thing that I wish, and I know that I'm asking a lot, but I feel like at this point it's not that much, is I really wish there was t- some type of cross-save. If I could play oh, my Switch yeah. version and have it help me get that damn level 100 on my PlayStation for the trophy, it would just be the best world ever. I would play probably 100 more hours, man. But look at it this way, Tim. It could mm-hmm. also go the e- the other way real easy, where mm-hmm. you put in the whatever 100 hours you need on Switch, but mm-hmm. you you pop it there, and then when you, tra- you transfer the save over to the PlayStation as a C, you can never get that trophy. So don't open yeah, Pandora's box, all right? You're right. Either way. The doors are open both ways. So, so many options. Okay, enough of that. Andy, you want to talk about Valorant. There's a new update that happened. You've been playing. I know Bless has been playing a little. You got Nick into this somehow. Tell me all about it. Yeah, Nick's super into it. Um, So basically, Valorant Season 3 started, and Riot completely changed the way the game works in every way. They changed a lot of character abilities. Uh, They sort of, like, nerfed some characters. They buffed some characters. They changed the way the whole buy system works, essentially... Valorant is a attack and defend game. You attack and try to plant a bomb on either side A or side B for 13 rounds. And then you flip sides and you do the same thing for 13 rounds, uh, you know, depending on the game ends early or whatever. But um, they, I think Valorant has been looking at the way that the game has been played and decided that a big change was made. So you as a character, it's very Overwatch style, like every agent has their own abilities every agent has their own specialties and um i think riot looked at that and said that maybe players are using too many abilities and maybe we should make the abilities more expensive so when a round starts you're given an amount of money and you can buy a gun and you could also buy a shield and you can also buy some abilities and those abilities vary um those abilities are either a character has a flash that makes the screen all white and then you can get shot or a character might have uh, a big cloud of smoke that they can cover certain areas with to get more, more of a tactical advantage. And Riot made a lot of the abilities very expensive. And I think in a way that more so so that players can kind of lean on the gunplay aspect of it because that's what they want. They want this game to be all about gunplay. Uh, so all the abil- abilities are very expensive now. They changed the prices on weapons as well. Um they they um change the way ranked works there's a lot of things in ranked where if you happen to lose a match you uh, the the ranked system has been pretty bad greg where if you uh if you're the worst player on your team but your team wins yeah. you get a lot of points boosted up and you could do <laughs> no, that please don't do this to me i'm not this good <laughs> you could do that forever and just run with a really good squad and you are going up a lot And they completely changed the way that works. So now if you happen to win a match, uh, there's a lot of times also if you're on the losing side, but you are the top fragger, you're like the best on your squad. Even if you lose like a close match, you don't lose a whole lot of rank points. It used to be that like pretty much everybody loses the same amount of points, no matter how they did if you lost the game, which isn't really fair for the person who popped off and maybe the rest of their team didn't do too great. Um, But the same goes for the worst player on a team. If your team wins and you did terribly, you don't automatically get a huge boost in rank points. Um, I think it's definitely a great step in the right direction. 
uh, to make ranked feel better, um, to make rank feel more worth it to play. I still think uh, I think they need to crack down more on people smurfing and using, you know, there's so many people who are rank platinum and then they get stuck there for a while. So they go, I'm going to make a new account and they rank up that account. And then here I am playing with blessing for his first time. And maybe Nick is in for his first time. And suddenly we are getting shit on by some person who does not believe belong in our league at all. And I think they need to crack down on that. I don't know how they do it, whether it's like you maybe tag your, machine to your ip or whatever mm -hmm. like there's just got to be a way to do this and fix it to make the there experience more enjoyable way. uh they also included a new or introduced a new character named ko he's like a robot he's got a bunch of sick ass abilities he could be resurrected which is pretty neat uh he's got this sort of knife that he throws and everybody that gets hit by the knife in this big sort of area of effectiveness they they can't use their abilities for a certain amount of time he's super sick he's super cool the voice acting's dope um and yeah i think it's i think valorant is as strong as it's been and i'm having a lot of fun playing it and i'm i'm having a blast getting bless into it and i hope that we kind of continue playing and nick has kind of been into it as well shockingly and we played some today on stream it's a lot of fun Bless, why are you are you feeling it is it hooking you it's hooking me a little bit yeah i think it's it's been fun to try and get into as a game that I feel like I'm completely terrible at, but I know that's part of the game. You know, for the type of game that it is, it's very much trying to harken back to something like Counter Strike and something that's a super hardcore uh, first person shooter. And so, like it being that, it also being a mouse and keyboard PC game, I feel like there's so many barriers between me and actually like getting mm -hmm. good at this game, which has been a fun thing to kind of grapple with. But the actual the actual game mechanics themselves, I would say, is it's it's been a really fun game to play, especially with Andy teaching me like, oh, well, we're going to on this round, we're actually not going to buy anything so we can save our money for the next round, because at this point, all of us are broke. And so it's better to, you know, try to go in this round with all pistols instead of trying to, to spend our money on machine guns or whatever. Like having having Andy and having other folks who have played before uh, be there to kind of guide and teach the ropes has made it way more, I think, of, of a tolerable experience than it would have been otherwise, because it seems so hardcore, and I think part of that, too, is that I'm playing uh, while queued up with Andy, which might be matching me with people that are way higher level, and so I'm going in with people who actually know how to play the game, which is a really interesting thing, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a blast. I do like how technical it is. I do enjoy, too, that, like, you know, there, there's so much to learn in this game. Uh, Andy, Andy has been trying to drill into my head, and Nick said, and all the, all the new folks that have been jumping in, like, hey, there's wild gun spray in this game which has been a fun thing for me to try and get used to because for me i'm so used to playing apex legends where i'm jumping all over the place i was just playing arenas because they added the um skull town map uh, right before this so i was playing a little, little bit of that and in that game i'm flying all over the place i'm sliding all over the place in gun gunfights i'm so used to uh trying to get better positioning as soon as i see an opponent so that i'm uh i'm harder to hit and i am i'm more focused on getting to a better position than i am even on getting the hit uh and in valorant it's kind of the exact flip where you want to stay you want to stand still when you're getting your shots off otherwise if you're moving while, sh while shooting your spray is all over the place yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's that's another thing that they nerfed real like really strongly is the run and gun there are a lot of pros that are that have moved to valorant from counter-strike and have said like you all got to fix this run and gun like people are killing me and they're running by a hallway like that shouldn't happen the the accuracy should be wild like <laughs> if you're running your gun spray your bullets should be hitting like five feet in every other direction you should not be able to kill somebody like that so they completely reworked the way run and gun works so it's even harder now blessed <laughs> to like try yeah. to get away with a and kill as you're running i feel that so <laughs> i feel that so hard because it goes against every single thing i know when it comes to playing the f first person shooters the way i like to play first person oh shooters. yeah i mean coming from overwatch i the other day when oh, yeah. we did our first stream i did two hours on the kind of funny stream for valorant and then i went to go do the game spot play for all for able gamers thing with lucy and James Willems and Tamor and a bunch of the homies. And I was like, oh, shit, this is, it has a different game. I can run and jump and click heads, and it doesn't really matter what my movement is because I'm not being pen uh, penalized? Penalized? Penalized. Mm -hmm. penalized. I'll go with penalized. That sounds better. Uh, so, I yeah, think, it's, it's I think a, Europeans maybe say penalized. Huh. 
How about that? How about Gary Witta freaking out about that soccer game today, Greg? I'm going a little too crazy. I'm here. Muted, I'm muted Gary a while back. <laughs> just got on here. Stupid shit takes. You see his sausages all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think I think Valorant's fantastic. Bless, you are in the exact same spot that I was last year. When Valorant came out, I had been playing on keyboard mouse for maybe about a week. But here's the difference, Bless. You're mm-hmm. hopping in with me who's like barely better than you. I was hopping into games with Alfredo and his crew. Ooh. And mm-hmm. it was a fucking nightmare. Because <laughs> not only had I just started playing keyboard mouse but it was my first tactical game i never played cs i didn't play rainbow six and so holding angles and watching like areas like i'm just not that type of gamer so the amount of times that i would do dumb shit and hear afraid would be like what are you doing i'd be like i don't fucking know <laughs> like i don't know what i'm that, doing like that's how i feel like anytime i do like there was one time we were playing the other day where i got a double kill and it felt like the greatest thing in the world even though like in any other game i can get a double kill all day but yeah. like in this game i get one double kill and i'm like thank god i finally did something that's the like, high that's, you chase that's the high you chase yeah man. <laughs> like, that's, the, that's the level of difficulty i feel like there is to for me learning this game and i had like counter-strike i'm not uh i've never jumped too deeply into i think i tried it once or twice back in the day but then rainbow six siege is a game that i played uh quite a bit of and i can have my good i'm not great in rainbow six siege but i can have my good days in that game enough to where i don't feel as self-conscious jumping in valorant is one where i jump in and i'm like all right if i come out of this one if i come out of this 13 round match with five kills i'm, I'm calling it a good day you know and like it's it's, it's one of those ones where the the enjoyment I'm get I'm getting out of it is learning on a very like basic level what the actual like how to actually play this game and it's, I'm it's, ex- I'm excited to learn more and like get to the place where I feel like I am playing like um who was it was it Tucker that was getting a yeah. high amount of kills the other day like I want to get to that level and uh or I it would be cool to to learn enough to so I can get to that level um but that's where the fun is is coming in for me it's definitely the type of game that when you die. I like if Mike dies, Mike, who's played a bit more than Bless, but not a whole lot. Mike will die and I'll go, all right, what did we learn there? Right? Like, mm-hmm. because every time you die, there is a lesson to be taught. You were out in the open or you were pushing two people that you shouldn't have been pushing because they knew you were there or you made noise. So they knew you were in a corner. That's another like, thing is like there's a lot of walking in this game that I'm not used to as well. Yeah. You're holding shift to walk. Uh, you hold shift so that you don't make noise and so like every time you die there's a lesson to learn and uh it's it's a maddening fucking game it is it can be so frustrating but when it when you're doing well and you're helping the team and that one ability that you shot happened to like weaken that person and somebody else got a kill like all that stuff feels so uh it just feels so like good and you feel satisfied to help the squad and get the big dub we had a huge comeback win that everybody can go watch on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and it was so much fun like nick fucking clutched up so hard dude it was great awesome when are we getting nick on here to talk about the fact that he's a full-fledged gamer he's just on man we got to do it soon we should let's let him play a couple more what i really want to do is get halo infinite in in nick's hands because that would Uh, that's the thing for me that i i hope happens because if he sticks through with this because he's making the jump to valorant he could jump anywhere man he's he's gonna he's gonna be Mm -hmm. bopping back and forth i love that over the course of this games cast we learned that snowbike mike is greg's fun uncle but andy is snowbike mike's father so (laughs) there's a lesson to be learned my son (laughs) what is it yeah exactly what is is that making andy to greg I don't know. I don't know. I didn't want to go there, I'm but I'm daddy. happy someone asked. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, he'd be my grandfather. Great grandfather, though, right? Or no, I guess just grandfather. No, no wait, if Snow Mike Mike's oh, my yeah. uncle, like, then he's got a brother that is my dad. And then if Andy right. is Snow Mike This has been the kind right. of funny games cast. Thank you so Who much for Andy hanging out with us. Who is Andy fucking to make us. all these people? That's what I want to know. All right? <laughs> we are about to do the exclusive post show for If Andy's the dad of Snow Mike Mike, who's the mom? <laughs> Slash kind of funny games. We appreciate all of you. Thank you, boys, for joining Virgin me this birth. week. We'll be back next week. Wait, <laughs> did, you, did you give the birth? Virgin birth, yeah. Were you the virgin? Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> Who could say? Say!